0: Welcome to Cookbook Dissection, where we grab a cookbook and try out a recipe. Sometimes they're delicious, sometimes they're disgusting, and sometimes they're just plain weird. This season, we'll be trying out some recent recipes and some recipes from the 30s and the 70s. My name's Cora, and I'm your host here. New episodes are released every Tuesday and Thursday at 5 a.m. Central Standard Time. If you have any questions, they can be submitted to cookbookdissection at gmail.com, all lowercase. Also, check us out on Instagram at cookbookdissection. Without further ado, let's get into some recipes. So the other day, I was in this amazing thrift store. It was filled with wonderful finds, like real leather jackets, brand name shoes. There was even a chocolate fountain that was in amazing condition and still in the box. But, of course, this is a cooking show, so you know we found a gem. This new-to-us cookbook is entitled The New Joys of Jell-O. This book is Jell-O branded, copyrighted in 1973, and we have the third edition printed in 1975. Honestly, I think this is one of the coolest cookbooks I own, it's 47 years old, and you can best believe it has that old book smell. But the pages have this plastic sheen over them, with a white hard cover over the top, and it almost looks and feels like a children's book. I'm thankful for that plastic shine over the pages. Other than the designs, images, and the fact that it's jello, it looks as if it was printed no less than five years ago. It looks amazing, and I gotta say, I'm kinda in love with it. In today's episode, we will be trying three recipes. A dessert, a cocktail, and a salad. Starting with key lime pie. Non-traditional key lime pie is surprisingly made with gelatin. It seems some online recipes change the name to lime jello pie, but I'll be calling it key lime because that's what it's called in our recipe book. If you'd like to follow along with me, I'm on page 48. The list of ingredients are as follows. One three-ounce package of lime jello, one cup boiling water, about one and a half tablespoons of grated lime rind, one half cup lime juice, one egg, one tablespoon of aromic bitters, a can of sweetened condensed milk, few drops of green food coloring, and a pre-packaged graham cracker pie crust. Starting by separating the egg yolk from the egg white into two different bowls. Keeping both, beat your egg yolk. Next, put the water to boil and add in your lime jello. Once the jello is dissolved, add in your lime rind and lime juices. Change the burner to low, pour yourself one tablespoon of bitters, and open up your 14-ounce can of sweetened condensed milk. If you don't know what sweetened condensed milk is, it's basically canned milk and it can be found in your baking section, usually near the bottom of the shelf. Now this next part you'll need to be stirring constantly at a good pace or your egg will become stringy. Pour the jello mixture into your beaten egg yolk, add in your sweetened condensed milk and bitters. Stir until thoroughly combined and place in the fridge. If glass is the surface you're placing the hot bowl, try laying down a dish towel or a hot pad first to protect the glass. Changing the temperature too quickly may cause the glass to shatter. Trust me, I have seen it happen. While the jello mix is in the fridge for about 15 minutes, whisk egg white until stiff peaks form. Your egg needs to be room temperature for stiff peaks to form. Fold in food coloring and jello mix Pour into pie crust and place into the fridge for three hours. Now... Before I try this jello lime pie, there are a few things I would already change for next time. A, I wouldn't put any bitters in it. I kinda thought it was a weird thing to put into a pie, but I wanted to follow the recipe to a T, and at one point I licked some of the jello mix off of the spoon and it had an overwhelming taste of bitters. B, the mixture was already extremely green before the food coloring, so it's just not necessary. Plus, my food coloring didn't really seem to mix in very well, I think I bought the wrong kind, but it was the only kind I could find in my grocery store. See, if I liked this recipe, I would probably make my own crust. For today's sake, it did save a lot of time, but if I were to start making this on a regular basis, it would be to take to family gatherings or holiday parties. So I would pair it with the New York style cheesecake I already bring, meaning I would already be making a graham cracker crust, so I might as well make two. That being said, I have a bridal shower coming up in about two weeks. Where I am already committed to bringing a cheesecake. So if the key lime pie tastes really good, I'll be making it again very soon. Alright, so my boyfriend was so excited that he just had to try it before I did, which is fine. But um, he said that the bitters were the right amount of bitters. So we're going to find out. This is clearly gelatin. Well, I don't know if it's clearly gelatin. Like, it's clearly a pie. I don't know if like, somebody brought this to the party. I don't know if I'd like automatically assume it's gelatin. It smells like key lime pie, though. All right, first bite. Here we go. I kind of I kinda like it. Wow. No, oh, that's really good. I think I'd make like a a whipped cream. You could also buy whipped cream like to have with it on the side and like dress it up, but this is actually really good. I think most key lime pies we get, at least like the regular everyday American that picks up from the supermarket, is probably this kind of key lime pie because to me it just tastes like key lime pie and i know what a traditional one looks like but like i can't remember if i've ever tasted a traditional key lime pie so like this just tastes like key lime pie to me and he's right like i wouldn't remove the bitters but this definitely means that i'm making it again for that bridal shower that's coming up this is pretty easy like this would go really well and i don't think i'd feel as bad either because there's way there well i'm not sure but there's got to be way less calories in this jello pie than there is in an actual New York style cheesecake, so. The next recipe is called Strawberry Supreme. It can be found on page 49. The photography they show is of a cute little cocktail glass where the bottom half is dark, clear red with strawberry fruit trunks. And the top half is an opaque pink that gives the illusion of foam. For this recipe, you'll need one six-ounce package of strawberry jello, one-fourth tablespoon salt, two cups boiling water, one and a half cups cold water, a package of frozen strawberries, one cup of vanilla ice cream, one and a half tablespoons brandy, one and a half tablespoons rum, and two tablespoons Cointer liquor. Because liquor can be expensive, I opted to buy the one ounce bottles, which means I had limited options. So I substituted the brandy for Seagram's American blended whiskey, and the Cointer, which is just triple sec made with oranges, for regular triple sec, which I had in my cabinets. For the rum, I used Captain Morgan's original spiced rum. Start by bringing your two cups of water and salt to a boil, then add in your strawberry jello. When the jello is completely dissolved, remove it from the heat and pour it into a separate bowl that contains your cold water. I used ice in place of cold water. Now mix together until ice thaws. Measure out two cups of your strawberry jello into yet another bowl and add in your frozen strawberries. Mix until the strawberries start to break down. Chill both bowls of jello in the fridge for about 15 minutes. Then ladle into individual serving glasses and place back in the fridge. Grab your remaining jello and blend in vanilla ice cream, brandy, rum, and cointer, or your substitutes, until the mixture has created a foam. Spoon over individual serving glasses and chill for about three hours. This adorable take on jello shots would be perfect for a girls' getaway or a bachelorette party. Next time I make them, I think I would cook three ounces of the jello, get them into the individual serving glasses, and chill in the fridge before even starting the foamy jello top. Because when I poured my foamy top over the strawberry bottom, the foam stuck to the bottom. I don't think the strawberry bottoms were chilled enough when I poured the foamy top over them, but I was afraid to wait any longer because they had both been made at the same time and were congealed about the same consistency. Making them separately will ensure that the bottom is congealed enough when I pour the top over, giving me a product that looks similar to the photography shown in the cookbook. Additionally, next time I would use larger glasses. I ended up with way more foam than the recipe intended so I have a secondary casserole dish filled with extremely alcoholic foam jello which I'm kind of excited about. The last thing I would change is the way the strawberries were incorporated. The recipe says add frozen fruit, stir carefully until the fruit thaws and separates. However my fruit didn't really separate and so there are whole strawberries near the bottom of the jello. I have two ways I would fix this. One, buy fresh strawberries and cut them into the desired size. Or two, place the frozen strawberries into the boiling water and cook them down like you would if you were making a strawberry syrup. All right, it's time to taste this bad boy. So when I take it out of the fridge, I can see that some of my strawberries have floated up to the top. Yesterday they were floating down to the bottom. Um, I do have a little bit of the foam top on top and then like a lot of the foam went down to the bottom. But it shouldn't affect the taste. It just means that next time if I want it to look pretty or prettier, I'll uh, change it up a bit. So let's see. I don't really like it. I don't think it's bad. Like, I don't think it's disgusting. It might just be because it's strawberry. I don't know. I don't think I like the foam topping. I might if it was a different fruit, though. So, like, you know, that's not fair. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I think, uh... Oh, whoa. Okay, the best bet I've had so far is from the bottom, where my two jellos kind of mix together a little bit. Yeah, I just, you know, it's okay. I just don't like it because it's strawberry, which is, I like strawberries. so I don't know. Like, next time I'll, if I ch- ever try it again, I'll change up the fruit, which wouldn't be hard because you could do that same recipe with literally any fruit. Yeah, maybe, you know, at some point, maybe we'll try it with, like, blueberries or something, but that's not strawberries, no. Well, we're about to move on to our final recipe for the day, and I know what you're thinking. It's a 70s Jello cookbook. Where's the crazy disgusting jello salads with ham in them? I'm not sorry to say, there is no ham in this recipe, but it will still turn up your nose. For our last dish, we are making an antipasta salad. While the dish looks revolting, I'm kind of going easy on myself because I do actually like antipasta salad. So there is at least a little bit of hope. We are on page 68. If you're making this at home, your grocery list will be one 3-ounce package of lemon jello, one tablespoon salt. 1 cup boiling water, 1 tablespoon vinegar, 2 cups ice cubes, 1 12 cup salami, which I exchanged for pepperoni, 1 3rd cup Swiss cheese, 1 4th cup celery, 1 4th cup onion, which I used purple but the recipe didn't say, so take your creative liberties here, and 2 tablespoons ripe olives. Start by cutting up your salami or pepperoni, whatever you choose, Swiss cheese, celery, onions, and black olives, and place them to the side. Put your water to boil with your salt. Add in your lemon jello and cook until dissolved. Then remove from the heat and pour into a mixing bowl with your ice cubes and vinegar. Stir constantly until thickened. Once thickened, add in your chopped ingredients. Pour into a shallow dish and place in the fridge to set for about three hours. My biggest takeaway from this dish is that it was extremely easy, so I can see why someone might want to bring it to a party. However, every single jello dish required one pot to cook it in, two mixing bowls, and a dish for it to set in. That is way too many dishes for somebody who doesn't have a dishwasher. Also, I put in a shallow dish, but all the cheese sunk to the bottom and everything else floated on top. So there's this middle section that is just vinegary lemon jello. I haven't even tasted it yet and simply put, I don't think I will ever be making this again. I gotta say, I thought I was really gonna like the strawberry supreme, so I'm just even more scared. I don't know, man, I'm a little nervous. I just want you to know, I just double-checked to make sure that my device was recording just in case it wasn't, because I did not want to have to take a second bite. Alright. I don't know how to do this. like, I swear to God, all the cheese staying to the bottom and the everything else is on top. It smells like vinegar. I mean, like, I did put vinegar in it, so duh, but like... I'm trying to get a piece of cheese with it. Okay, got one. Alright. Pray for me. I spit it out. Not a fan of the vinegar taste. I'm not sure lemon jello is the right decision either. The biggest problem is the texture. These ingredients just should not be in jello. I just don't understand. I wanted to like this. Like, I don't know why, but I did want to like it because it has all of my favorite things in here. the pepperoni, the purple onion, I don't like celery, but who likes celery, so. Thanks for listening to Cookbook Dissection. Join us this Thursday for another installment. Again, if you have any questions, feel free to email me at cookbookdissection at gmail.com. Or instant message me on Instagram at cookbookdissection. On my Instagram page, you can also see images of the food we made here today. See you next time.